Greetings and welcome to the African Spirit Reintegrated and Reimagined Podcast. I am your host, Asani Brogan, owner of Asani Coaching Services, and I am here to discuss reimagining African spirituality in this podcast episode. So this concept is a very integral part of the entire podcast because the name of it is reintegrating and reimagining African spirituality. So what I mean by reimagining our spirituality is seeing it from a completely different viewpoint or perspective because there's so many things that have happened within African spiritual systems throughout the diaspora that have changed our view and concept of what African spirituality is and what it does or should look like in modern day society. So one of the first things that I come to the table with when it comes to reimagining or basically shifting our viewpoint about our spiritual systems is by seeing it from the beautiful, very dynamic, robust perspective that it actually is. Unfortunately, our systems have been absolutely demonized by the colonizer. Our systems have been made to look like they are basically devil worship and that we are pretty much heathens and the lowest of the low because of the things that we do in order to appease spirit and work with spirit. There are a lot of things that go on within our systems that actually go on within other systems, but our systems are again, deemed as something to be feared, something to be desecrated, okay? Something that is not worthy of us, even as a people group, going back to because we've been told time and time again that what we do and what African people do around the world from a traditional religious perspective is absolutely wrong. And that the only thing that is right is somebody else's religion or somebody else's idea of their gods and their saints and so forth and so on. The irony about all of this is, as I said before, oftentimes other religious systems that have condemned African spiritual systems do the exact same thing that we do in our spiritual practices, okay? They may not do everything openly or publicly, but they do those things. And so we as African people have come to think about what we do to be something less than. I see this phenomenon happening even within African spiritual systems, guys. So sometimes we present, or I should say we represent those same images of our systems just because that's what people are used to. So we present the images that make our spiritual practices look scary or demonic, etc., etc., when it is not, right? So we have to change our own viewpoint and we also have to present a better picture or a better imagery to the world in relation to who we are and what we are and what we do as very, very spiritual people. And what I mean by this is sometimes I see the same old images of, you know, skeletons and bones and just scary stuff, right? Almost cartoonish or Halloweenish in nature when it comes to depictions of what we do. 
And that is not what our spiritual systems look like. Yes, we absolutely do animal sacrifice as a vital part of African spiritual systems. But it is not something that is demonic or should be held to a low standard. Understand that people sacrifice animals every day. The same animals that you consume, if you ate any meat today, know that it was sacrificed yesterday or whenever. It was sacrificed, right? Anytime an animal is killed, that's called a sacrifice. And believe it or not, oftentimes when you know we eat the foods from the restaurants or from the grocery store or what have you, those foods have not only been sacrificed, but they have absolutely been dedicated to specific spirits. So it's not so much as just, oh, this animal was killed and um, prepared to be consumed. It was killed and then offered in a ritualistic way to a deity and then put on the shelves of a grocery stores for people to consume. I'm personally not saying anything is even wrong with that if it's done in the right vein. Oftentimes it's not, so I'm not even gonna get into that because it's not part of the conversation. But if you sacrifice an animal and thereafter you and or other people consume it, that's perfectly fine if it was dedicated to a good cause and to a benevolent spirit or entity. That happens all the time in African spirituality. It's not something demonic. When we look at pictures of the meat industry and people slaughtering animals, we think nothing of it. But when we see images of African people um, groups throughout the world, so I'm not just referring to in Africa, I'm referring to the African diaspora as well. When we see these types of things go on, we automatically look at them as negative, as demonic, as evil, you know, malevolent, etc., etc., when they are not. So we have to really reimagine or think about how we think about our spiritual systems in a whole new light in today's world. Um, the irony of this is even this morning before I even started preparing to record this podcast episode, I saw an image of a side-by-side of a Catholic priest doing a ritualistic sacrifice with a candle, with alcohol, and dressed in his traditional garb as a Catholic priest. And then on the opposite side of that was a female priestess from an African spiritual system who was likewise dressed in her traditional clothing. She had a candle, she had um, some alcohol, and she was doing an offering or a ritual, just the same as this Catholic priest. But if we were to put those images out there in the world in separate capacities, the average person would say the Catholic priest was perfectly fine because that's acceptable. Whereas the African woman dressed in traditional garb would have been seen as a witch or something like that. The sad part about this particular conversation is that we as black people see this and we interact with this type of dynamic more so than even some European people. I've seen European people truly embrace African spiritual systems, even those that practice Christianity. They will even go to voodoo ceremonies and things of that nature. And they have no stake in voodoo 
Ifa, any of those religious systems, most of the time they go as observers to see what's going on, but they don't ostracize it and criticize it in the same way all the time. Now, they do. Don't misunderstand me. They absolutely do ostracize and criticize it. That's how we've gotten to this point to this day. But I'm really referring to it more so from a public perspective. If you talk to an African person or a person of African descent, regardless of where you are in the world, you will most of the time get a whole lot of pushback when it comes to practicing African spirituality. You will be called a witch if you're a female or, um, you know, the equivalent terminology of warlock or something if you are a male. Definitely be called all kinds of names saying that you are doing something that is against God, the true and living God, as most religious people see it. All right. When I say most religious, I'm referring to people who adhere to westernized religious systems. They will say those things. So we have to change the dynamic there. As practitioners of African spiritual systems, I am not even talking about people who don't practice these systems because they don't have that same level of responsibility as we do. Instead, we have to, you know, show who we are. Part of that same dynamic is even reimagining ourselves as African people, seeing ourselves high and lifted up versus as inferior people groups who don't belong in regular society who do not deserve the best in society that means that we have to change our character and who we are when we go out into the earth because when we are seen as a resolute salient people group then our spiritual systems will likewise be respected no question regardless of whether we are practicing them or not now when i come to the table with this dynamic I tend to see so many spiritual people really showing forth who they are, showing forth good character, you know, being involved with so many different humanitarian efforts, being connected to nature, and really doing an excellent job in this regard. On the opposite of that, I can see a whole lot of religious people, people who adhere to Western religious systems not engage in this type of behavior all right it happens with both groups so by no means am i saying it only happens in this group or it only happens in that group i'm only speaking right now from my personal perspective of dealing with spiritism versus dealing with christianity as a christian and also dealing with christians um as a spiritual practitioner We absolutely have to change the narrative of how we see ourselves as African people. And I think that people who practice within African spiritual systems and things like that tend to have a better better viewpoint of themselves because they have connected to Africa and they see themselves in a whole new light. They see themselves as a spiritual being who is valuable and worthy of pretty much anything that anybody else is valuable valuable and worthy of because of our spirituality it encourages you to think from a positive perspective and it encourages you to live life in a different way Um, good character is at the foundation of african spiritual systems so that is a good thing but this is something that we do have to change as a people group 
reimagining how we see ourselves, reimagining how we look at each other. Because if we don't see each other in the best of light, nobody else will. We have to start treating each other better than we treat the oppressor, right? Unfortunately, that particular dynamic is so prevalent in the African, throughout the African diaspora in so many different ways when we oftentimes see black people bowing down to non-black people, but then they treat other black people like dirt sometimes, right? We'll be treated the lords of the lords with disrespect, with disdain, and just so much negative energy, hatred, jealousy, just competitiveness and things like that. So we definitely have to change that dynamic because again, if we see ourselves in the highest regard from a personal perspective, not from an egocentric way, but if we see ourselves high and lifted up and we see also other black people as exalted beings, we will start to treat each other better. And honestly, it wouldn't even matter how other people see us because we would just start doing so much better as a whole. When we regard each other in a better light, we could come together and unite regardless of whatever we believe in at the end of the day okay another aspect of reimagining our spiritual systems is really and truly looking at the ritual tools and the instruments that we use so one of the things that i love about the systems as practiced in africa is that most of the items that are utilized in africa are made by africans in africa these items are not just put out there on the mass market for anybody to go and consume. No, they make their own idols. They go out and they collect plants and different species that are native to their lands to use in ritual work, things like that. On the opposite end, in the diaspora, we have a completely different scenario. Unfortunately, people are still bounded to these Catholic images and saints as replacements or stand-ins for our spirits, you know, Lua, Orishas, etc. Unfortunately, that dynamic does exist to a great extent in the diaspora. You still see people hanging on to that old way. And I understand it from a perspective, from a certain perspective. I'm not condemning anybody because you do what you have to do until you can do something else. That's just a part of life. So many of our ancestors had to carry on the tradition by utilizing Catholic saints and um, European imagery to represent our spirits. They did what they had to do. And they pretty much were forgiven and you know that dynamic was overlooked because it was understood by the spirits that that's what they had to do. We don't have to do that anymore, guys. No one has to do that anymore. You can make your own idol to look like you, which it should be. This brings to mind another meme that I've seen going around about um, how the, you know, pretty much every people group has an image of their gods or their spirits that look like them, right? The Indians have Hindu idol idols and statues that look like Indian people. The um, Asian people groups who practice Buddhism have Chinese Buddhas. They even have Thai Buddhas or wherever they, they are from, 
their Buddha statue looks like them. Obviously in Christianity, the image of Jesus is a white image for the most part. Yes, we have had people throughout history to, you know, change that dynamic from a very, very local perspective. So it hasn't been pervasive in that we see this throughout all of society. It's picking up even more, especially with Hebrew Israelite groups where we do see some people using black representations as Jesus. However, for the most part, the commonly, the commonly accepted idol for Jesus is the image of a white man, even in Africa. So African Christians oftentimes go and stand in front of a statue of a white Jesus, a white Mary, right? Depending on what particular denomination that they practice. Whereas in our systems, even when our idols have colors, they are typically depicted as white people. Now, that being said, of course, we do have some people who have, who are, I should say, changing the dynamic and they are presenting images of Luwa and Orisha and other black spirits in, as black people, which is excellent. I love that dynamic. My goal here is to say I want to see more of it. I want to see people using more of the African or you know black colored statues for images in their ceremonies if that's what they choose to do. Usually in Africa, the images don't really adhere to a particular race or a color. It's like a wooden item, right? Or whatever other metal that it may be made from. But it's assumed that that energy is of the black race because the black person did it. There's no question of race and color. Unfortunately, like I said, we had to do what we had to do. So I'm not condemning anybody here. My goal is to just bring forth certain knowledge and certain ideas that we as black people really need to work on changing that dynamic. Let's pause right here for a quick break. Another thing I would like to talk about too is just reimagining how our systems can and should be practiced in modern day times. So we don't live in ancient times any longer. We don't live in our ancestors' era. There are certain things that we can do more publicly, more communally, if we choose to do so. But not even just that, making our practices also consistent with the way we live in modern day society. That dynamic also has to be reevaluated because just like anything else, African spiritual systems evolve. They should evolve. If they remain stagnant, then that means that they're no longer applicable to the times that we live in. So the continent, the diaspora, we all went through a bit of arrested development here, which stalled pretty much everything that we did as a people group. This is one of the reasons why we see, you know, Africa as a developing continent. Um, in some places, it's very, very underdeveloped. In other places, it is developing and it's getting better and better. But for the most part, the development of the countries were stalled once the Europeans pulled out 
after the colonization era and unfortunately we haven't built those systems back up so many africans are operating under you know colonial systems trying to integrate their work there likewise are we here in america don't mistake it we're still under colonial rule right um even though it's not as times were as far as being enslaved or whatnot this is still a colonial system and so we have to figure out you know how do we operate in a way that we can bring more people together and that we can utilize our systems to best help us in the modern day dynamic so that could look like creating new things um one of the things that comes to mind as i talk about this is something as simple as spiritual cologne right so for years people have used what we call florida water and they used the standard brands that are on the market these brands were developed by european people same thing that goes with a lot of especially Haitian voodoo it comes to mind too a lot of the different spiritual colognes that we tend to use were developed by white people so we are utilizing things that don't belong to us at the end of the day so we need to reimagine that like let's go back over that we have millions of people around the world using florida water that's produced and sold by our colonizer guys they're making a whole lot of money off of our spirituality when we are not even able to do that okay where we need to again we need to reimagine that part all right we live in a different society we're not relegated to use utilizing those things which are toxic by the way all right um and I'm speaking from a perspective of a person who has used Florida water. You probably even will see some of them in my videos. I've taken them out now in my, some of my tarot videos. I've taken it out because I really started to think about this dynamic on a whole new level. It was there just to kind of represent what our ancestors did and used. But I actually make my own um, spiritual colognes. I don't necessarily call it Florida water because I don't use all of the same ingredients that are used in Florida water. Some of them are, some of them are not. But my point being is that I was able to formulate my own Florida water utilizing things that my ancestors used without having to go to somebody else's system to get those things. Um, we just need to own up as far as being black people practicing within blacks spiritual systems we need to be using black derived products right things that are produced manufactured disseminated by black people we live in a whole new world now so we need to go back to the basics so to speak and start dealing with our spiritual systems based on the way we want to deal with them last thing i want to say as well before i close up because this dynamic comes up quite often on social media as well is even the books and the knowledge and the resources that we disseminate that should be done by black people as well we need to reimagine that unfortunately many of the books on very specific african spiritual systems like ifa haitian voodoo are written by non-black people guys that's something you have to realize as well 
That being said, I'm not discounting their knowledge base and I'm actually grateful for some of the resources that I was able to get my hands on as I started to learn about the practices. But what I have found as I did start to study more so under um, authentic practitioners who were black people, that some of the information that is outlined in, in those types of resources is not even based on our system. Some of it is misinformation right not to say that a black person could not misrepresent our systems because they can and they do at times but the point is is that even when that's done it should definitely come from a black person because those traditions are for us other people are capitalizing off of our spiritual systems i have seen so many people of white descent popping up with books and resources all over the place talking about our spiritual systems and that should not be guys again back in the day our systems have primarily been oral tradition systems passed down by word of mouth we live in a modern day world where you know information is pervasive in written form we need to pick up the slack and say hey we are going to write about our own spiritual systems um and disseminate that information so that it comes from a black person who has interacted with these systems as a person of color who has ancestral roots who went through the slave trade who dealt with colonization and can speak from a very authentic space about these types of things that was even the impetus for me writing the book on connecting with ancestors because when i first got into the practice i i'm the type i love to read so that's how I learned best. And I started just going out buying books on ancestral veneration. And I didn't find out until later on that the book was written by a white person. Usually somewhere within the book, they said, you know, I'm basically of European descent because their picture was nowhere on the book. Or even like if you buy it off of Amazon, for instance, they don't always attach their, you know, image to their amazon profile but most of the books i got because it was back in the day were actually from um actually from like bookstores wherever i could find it but there was no imagery on there they had black sounding names right there's some you know people white people who practice ifa they have ifa names so obviously they would use that on the cover of their book to represent the system and it wasn't until you got into the book that you realized that that person was of white descent. I'm not saying that they can't practice or that they shouldn't practice within our system because they, our systems are open for the most part. There are certain systems like Hoodoo that are considered to be closed systems. But for the most part, our systems are open and we welcome people, but we don't welcome people to misrepresent who we are. So in the modern day world, now we have to look at producing our own resources or even films. Yes, that just came through as well. Even producing films and documentaries, right? So there are some great filmmakers of African descent who can and should be representing our um traditions and i do know a few people and you know big ups to everybody who is doing these things of course one person can only do so much so this is one of the reasons that i'm saying you know we have to rethink how we are going about these systems 
right? We have to record our knowledge in a different way so that our children can have access to them. We have to record the information in a way that our children communicate. Most children are online, they're on social media, right? A lot of them don't even like to spend time in, you know, having verbal conversations, even with their own family members. They prefer you to send them a text. So even videos, right? A lot of kids love to watch videos these days. So to pass that knowledge on from generation to generation, we have to get up with modern day times so that we can present and represent our systems in a much better way, guys. So with that being said, I am going to go ahead and close this message here. Hope you got my points about what it means to reimagine African spirituality and why it is important. It is obviously a work in progress that I hope more and more of our people decide to join and to completely reimagine, reshape our systems, maintaining our traditions. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying break away from that dynamic, but to reimagine it in modern day world so that we can uplift our people, we can uplift our spiritual practices, and we can come together, guys, again, and be unified as a whole. I'm going to go ahead and close right now. Ashe, guys, please have a very beautiful and blessed day and beyond.